0: Do you ever get stuck in the story you're telling yourself? My name is Amy Valentine, and we are at Power to the People Pleasers. So excited to have my guest, Gary, here today. Gary, welcome to the podcast.
1: I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: Excited. So, uh, Gary, you are a life coach. You are an integrity speaker. And we had the opportunity to meet briefly, and you shared a little bit about how people pleasing has shown up in your life. Can you help me help share that with our audience?
1: Sure. Um, I didn't know I was a people pleaser. I thought I just loved to give.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, I thought it, the thing that was very interesting about people pleasing was it fed me to, to give. Um, I didn't see it until COVID. COVID, when I got into the lockdown, I had three kids under the age of five. I was homeschooling. I was working from home and I, and I had a marriage to tend to and everything was about everything else, but me and it was just very real when I couldn't, the system that I had that kept me able to please, but also feed myself wasn't there. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And so because of that, I. It was hard for me to to do what I was doing without feeling resentment and then hatred. And then it was one thing that was very amazing to me during that depression. I'll say it was depression. Mother blogs helped me the most because now I understand what it means for you to be so focused on everyone else's needs. Everything is about everyone else but you. And you don't have enough in you to feed yourself. And so because of that, I discovered that I, I played the nice guy and I let boundaries be crossed over and over inside and outside my house. And so that's where I kind of discovered I'm a type, a people pleaser. I want to seem valued and i interestingly enough i kind of discovered where it come it came from yeah it was it was weird
0: yeah that's big so walk me through then you you realize this in covid mm-hmm. you, you had this new awareness what were some of the steps you took to help create the boundaries again and and not feel resentment
1: well one thing is you have to kind of really define you have to define the people pleasing in language where you can actually understand it. Because before you were saying, I'm giving, Mm. but you have to actually say, no, you're overstepping. And then I have, I can't stress it enough. We really need to educate ourselves on people pleasing. We say people pleasing, we don't dive into it. And so code was the perfect place for anybody to learn about themselves.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If you if you miss that opportunity, that's on you. But I learned I learned so much about myself and I had to kind of go back, which is very hard. And so one place where I learned where people pleasing started was I'll try to say this very quickly. At the age of eight, my parents stopped having Christmas because they were very religious and they listened to someone that said Christmas was bad. Mm-hmm. During that time, um, I started giving myself my own Christmas. I saved up my own money. I started taking care of myself. Then the story that I told myself was that I can take care of myself. I, I, no one else is really going to care about me. I'm going to take care of myself. So that meant I was going to be very independent, as well as during that time when I was around other people, other people's needs were more important than mine. So I was able to focus on everyone else's needs. And by doing that, I got value instead mm-hmm. of people focusing on me. So I had to really kind of go back yeah. and try to figure out where it came from. So then I see that, that's now I understand why I'm very independent. I don't know how to receive gifts. I don't, uh, I love to give, but I don't know how to receive. Mm-hmm. And that plays a huge role on me, knowing how to people please. So for me, I really need to define my boundaries and learn to say no, even if I know how to give just so that I can create that healthy boundary. So that's where it started. Uh, you can do the extreme and just say no all the time, which I yeah. did, I failed, <laughs> I'll admit. But <laughs> uh, I have to really kind of find out who I meant to be, not mm-hmm. who my insecurity wants me to be, if that makes sense. Ooh, I like
0: that. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And so you work with uh, clients, how, how would you help your clients who are showing these type of things?
1: The biggest thing is to ask the right questions. Mm-hmm. It's never, it's never one. It's, it, you can always start with a series of questions and figure out why are you doing something? Cause a lot of things that we're doing, we don't know that we're doing it out of a place of brokenness, mm-hmm. out of a place of, I need to protect myself. Survival, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So we need to actually ask ourselves those things. Number one. Number two, one of the hardest things to change, and I love how you said the story we tell ourselves,
0: Yeah.
1: is can you question the story that you tell yourself? Because mm. I was l- reading something about self-deception. The difference between a lie, which is totally not true, and deception is that deception has some truth in it. So you feel something like you feel like this isn't right. Uh, and and so you create a story. Not only you create a story, you rationalize it because it has to make sense to you, you justify it, and then you jam anything else from counteracting that. So you have to let the other person heal themselves or question themselves or take that story out.
0: Mm-hmm. If
1: not, like you can have a lot of opinions but they're going to have a reason and a justification for not wanting to do it. So it's gonna take time. Mm -hmm. You have to be in a place that you want to kind of question that. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. So I know the stories we tell ourselves is something that you you talk about quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Can you share with me an example Another, I guess you've already shared one example, but another example of where you've told yourself a story that, that really didn't serve you and how you came out the other side.
1: Definitely. So um, I'm married. Uh, marriage is hard, it's not easy. Mm-hmm. And there was a, during COVID, one thing that I was trying to do, which was weird, it was not weird, but when you get very frustrated, you say, you know what? I'm just going to do what makes me happy, I'm going to do whatever I feel keyword. I'm going to do whatever I feel. And so I was doing whatever I feel, but I wasn't serving my family. I was being very rude. I was not being respectful in, in certain ways. And so there was a time where my wife and I got a hu- huge argument. We said all the negative things,
0: mm.
1: things we shouldn't have said to each other. And I was like, I, I don't really, I don't think I want to be in this marriage anymore. I don't, I don't, I don't feel like she's about me. We're not really that compatible. And I was saying this to myself, and then I'm, I, I do go, I, I do believe in God, and I said, you know what, I'm going to try this God thing again. <laughs> and I, 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 asked, I asked, I told God, I do not feel like loving my enemy. I do not feel like loving my enemy. And I, I said, this is a God moment, um, but this is the thought that came into my head. I said, who said anything about feel?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that hit me because one, I, and I, it took me a while to get there because when I was going to see God, I got to a place of quietness and silencing and really kind of filtering out my thoughts. And when I got that, it, it hit me because I realized that the old saying, love is not a feeling, it's an action. Mm-hmm. And so that's my word. It's, it has nothing to do with if I feel like it. And then I, I have to do it. And then another thought was, did I do everything that I was supposed to do? No.
0: Mm-hmm. I didn't
1: even do what I knew what I was supposed to do. I was so focused on what that other person was doing and wasn't doing that I wasn't focusing on the things I, I was doing. Then the last part, which was very impactful for me was I said, okay, this is all good, but I don't have it in me. Sometimes you just, I, I didn't have it in me. And so I literally said, I know this is the right thing, but I don't feel like it and because I don't have the value. You can only give what you have. And so I literally had to find value in God. And I'm trying this anew, being very straight honest, because I gave up (laughs) on this thing. But I had to find value in God where I know that I am loved. And that's a hard thing to do where, like, you say, I'm loved, I'm loved, I'm loved. But to know that I am loved and I am valued and I have purpose,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it gave me the, the strength to, okay, let me do what I'm supposed to do. And because I did what I was supposed to do and not how I felt, it changed my marriage. Wow. It changed my marriage. And so that's one of the things where it's like, I I have to start questioning how I feel. Because when, we, when we're mad, we go through a, a huge list of this, that, this, this person, not this, this person, not there. Uh, they're not about them. Forget them. I'm going to give up, whatever. We need to start questioning the trigger and the habit and the routine mm-hmm. that we say to ourselves, because it's just keeping you in the same place. Yeah. Even though the sad part is, you don't want to be there, but you're staying there. My sister always said this and. I'm gonna give her credit for this. She said, "Just because <laughs> you can move around in your prison doesn't mean you're free." Yeah. And the story we tell ourselves keeps us in the same place, and we have the key to let ourselves out.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love that. I I had this uh, conversation recently with someone, mm-hmm. and oh man, it was it was a it was a hard one to to be. Kind of, I, I wouldn't say I was really part of it. I was, you know, asking some questions, but the person was so closed-minded on their story, mm. so determined to stay stuck, to stay in the barrier, to stay frustrated. Right. <laughs> and I just wanted to be like, "Hello," <laughs> you know, like you're creating this right.
1: Right. this
0: box. You're creating mm. this problem because right. you're unwilling to. See it from a new perspective that's real, and that, oh man, that sometimes that can be quite frustrating now it wasn't mm. it wasn't a client. Most clients come because they want to have right. that of course conversation <laughs> right they they're right. open to new perspectives, new mm-hmm. new ideas, but this was a person who just as was in my day, and mm. man, oh man, I if, if we could shout from the rooftop, you know, examine the story, Uh right. Examine Uh the story that's keeping Uh you stuck and holding you back. And Uh I like what you said about feeling Uh and connecting to that. What's the story connected to the feeling? Uh (laughs) I have, I have a client who, um, you know, it sometimes says, you know, I wasn't really feeling like moving my body. And I know we're getting really, like, I'm getting very specific. But right, right, right. something that really impacted me a while ago uh, was, you know, this idea that if I, you know, I, I'm not really feeling like doing something in my business, well, mm. well I'm not going to have much success if I'm just mm-hmm. going based on the feeling of wanting to do it, right?
1: Correct, correct, <laughs> correct. Facts.
0: I do. I do. Um, I do believe that w- we want to tune in to what feels right and feels mm-hmm. good and aligned, but yeah. only taking action when, mm-hmm. like you said, when it you feel like it.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it's that's real. And that's why people need more coaches just like as yourself, mm-hmm. because I, I went even through when I went through my my coaching um, certification they were telling me about the power of asking questions Mm -hmm. because I want you to think about it. I was telling my friend this, think about it. People are surrounded by so many people, but we're willing to hire someone to truly listen. Yeah. And that's the key. It's like where you're not asking yourself questions. You're looking for someone to tell you and hopefully uh, let me go on social media. Let me go on Google. Let me, who's going to call, but, we need to literally, if we don't know the right question, we need to go to someone that can actually ask us a question. Now give us an opinion because I've been yelling at, so I remember there's, there's a couple of people in my life, and I know you can attest to this. <laughs> you need to stop doing this. It's not working. I want to shake you. Stop. That doesn't work. It, that doesn't it, work. It, it never works. And then that one person that asked that one question, and then they regurgitate exactly what you told them. I'm like, what? I just said that to you, but it's like you have to be willing to open that bottle to release that story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have to, if you want to hold on to that, but still something hold on to something else. That's not going to work. So yeah. that's why I, I I'm happy for this, especially for people pleasers. There's a lot of people pleasers. The nice guy finishes last. I love this podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, it, people need to have a place. For them to not only speak, but to really feel and know that they are heard.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I want to circle back to a word that you brought up. Um, I, I'm continually doing my own learning. I know you are, mm-hmm. you're saying you're reading books. I think that's part of why we came together for this podcast. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to come back to the word you said of resentful, mm-hmm. you know being a people pleaser, saying yes to so many things, Mm -hmm. and then having that feeling of resentment after. I'd love to know for you, and maybe it's different for different experiences, but I'd love to know for you, does resentment happen for you around the fact that the person isn't reciprocating the behaviors or those, or is it... More so um, that you're not being appreciated. How does it show up for you?
1: There's a place in both. Uh, I really appreciate you bringing up the word resentful because you hear the word, but we don't look to define it. We define it ourselves. And so we, I didn't, No, my passive aggressiveness was tied to my resentment. Mm. And so I didn't feel appreciated in certain places. So I was doing things, but I wasn't happy. I was giving uh, very snarky remarks. Um, I, you should know my value. You see what I do. Mm. And it was tied to, I didn't feel appreciated, but I didn't even realize that somebody else such as my wife has her own issues. Mm. She receives and sees things differently. She's not going to totally understand it. Even if I try to explain it in a certain way, sometimes she understands things differently and I can't be mad. I'm never going to forget that when we first started dating, I'm an access service person. So I was doing a lot of things she wasn't. So I thought she wasn't about me. Mm.
0: But she is
1: about um, words of affirmation. Yes, I think talking time, about the
0: love languages. Love right. that. Yeah. And so
1: during that time I was resent because she's not doing what she wants. And so I'm doing everything and I'm like, whatever. And so I didn't feel valued until I got an understanding. So there's one thing to gain knowledge. Social media is knowledge. Google is knowledge. There's another thing to get understanding and apply it correctly.
0: Practice, yeah. <laughs> That's wisdom. Yeah.
1: That's wisdom. So does, I, I, I held on to resentment. I see even, maybe you can see that, I see some of my older family members who are resentful that they didn't mm-hmm. do something or went after anything, but they're going to say, well, at least I have this. I'm doing this because they need to do this. But they're resentful. They're not happy. They didn't do it with a pure heart. And I don't want to do that just so that I can say something and hold it over them. So I definitely dealt with that I felt like I was not valued. But especially, and I'll be honest with my wife, my wife sometimes, it's hard for her sometimes to be vulnerable, be vulnerable mm-hmm. because she kind of deals a little bit with trust as well. So she, she, that wasn't her M.O., So just because someone doesn't do what you want them to do, does that make them wrong? And should I accept them? Or should I just keep complaining until they change and do what I wanna do?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: What I did was I learned to accept and not bring that energy. And I realized something, When when I got accepted, when I showed acceptance, she started showing me appreciation.
0: Ooh.
1: So it's weird what we actually want it has to be only gets changed. And you actually get what you want when you do what you don't want to do. And that's deal with and go through the resentment. I've been avoiding things. That's my issue. I know how to avoid. people pleasing is a point of avoiding. Mm-hmm. I don't want to avoid. I don't want to be I don't, I don't want to feel that pain. I, I don't want to do that confrontation. So I don't want to argue. I'll just let you have what you want to do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's avoiding. You have to kind of go through it. You have. And Will Smith said this, and I, I still hold true to it. He said, feel the fear and do it anyway. Yes. So you have to feel that, that feeling that you don't like, but do what you know you need to do.
0: And you can also, I mean, this is another reason why having a coach can be so powerful. I spend a lot of time coaching and mentoring my clients, and I'm sure mm-hmm. you do as well, around yeah. the, excuse me, <clears throat> the clarity of the story they're telling themselves and is it Mm -hmm. true is Mm -hmm. it possible that their partner could be having an opposite story like what you you've said and is holding on to that story serving you and then Mm -hmm. after that it's it's helping them to get clear on the communication strategies and words and things that might actually help them walk that's through it. that fear right because that's, that's part of the problem you can mm-hmm. have all the clarity but if you <laughs> don't have the uh, tools and the strategies of how to actually walk through the fear and right. not avoid the conversation and have that maybe uncomfortable dialogue but if you come to it prepared and you right. come to it with more confidence right and love Mm. Right. That loving energy that, you know, I, this is the story I used to, to believe. And Mm -hmm. now I'm seeing it from a whole new side of things.
1: Right. 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 You you have to do something to get the feeling. Don't rely on your feeling and just stay there.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And so, yeah, I, I love that. I am so for coaching now. Coaching is amazing. Coaching is amazing. I, I, I think everyone should go through coaching. Even if there's a bad coach, you could still get something because you, it's about asking yourself. It's like we, we I, I say to this, to, to, I say this a lot, we're going through life as a house. And as we hit, hit a pain or we feel something that we don't like, we build a room mm. and we cover that room. And if it's a really bad, it's a big room, but we paint over that room. We paint over that wall, we walk over that. But then when you get into another significant relationship, they may wanna knock on that room. And you still may have to, you're still trying to avoid it because avoiding after a while may stop the feeling, but it doesn't, it doesn't do away with it. Yeah. And so we have to deal with that. But if we're not asking the question, we're just gonna keep walking around just keep walking around it and just building all these rooms that no one could go into.
0: That's big. That's a great analogy. That's a great analogy. So Gary, this has been a great conversation. What, what's the point that you want to leave, leave our conversation with that you want the audience to. Um,
1: The one thing that I learned through COVID and the reason why I actually got into coaching and speaking was this, the commentary that I read in this Bible that said, What you believe and what you do should not be separate. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And that leaves you unaligned because for instance, I know that I need to exercise. I know that I believe it, but I'm not doing it because I don't feel like I don't have time. (laughs) Excuse me. So you believe something, but you're not doing it. You're not aligned. Mm -hmm. So that's where integrity is and integrity. That's why I'm fighting for integrity, integrity. Mm means two things, undivided and whole. And two, it is maintaining your ethics and your morals and beliefs in all situations, whether in peace and in war. When I'm in war, I, be, I became unaligned. I wasn't doing what I knew what I was supposed to do. So I need to maintain what I believe and do what I believe. Love my wife because I said I was going to do it, not because I feel it. And that will also make you authentic because if you're whole, if you're not divided, if you're doing what you believe, you are doing, you are showing you your true self. I love that. And so because of that, now I'm in integrity. Now I'm living an authentic life. And now in the weirdest way, I feel free to be me. Mm -hmm. I've never felt free to be me but I'm living the way I want to live and I know I should live, that is right for me. And so that's what I wanna leave people is, know your beliefs, but also see your actions and see Mm -hmm. if they align. Figure out who you really want to be and see what you're doing. Because if you are unaligned, you're going to create different stories for you to stay broken
0: wow that was a great <laughs> great ending gary thank you. this has been an awesome conversation i want to thank you so much thank and you. for those who want to continue the conversation with gary you can go to his website garysteve.com mm-hmm. and uh, thank you again for being here today And I want to thank all the people who've listened to this podcast and invite them to stay tuned for the next episode of Power to the People Pleasers. Have a great day.